Hello and welcome back to the 33rd episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast with your host, Bennett Leon. Of course, we have Ashley Downing here as well with us. And today we have a special episode where we're going to talk about the um, updates to the coronavirus and some interesting shit that's been going on there. And we cannot wait for you to learn a lot. So enjoy. What day of the, oh, let's make it a little fun. What day of coronavirus is this for you, Ash? I mean, not coronavirus, the fucking quarantine. Um, well, technically, I have not been in complete quarantine because... Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, I do. Um, I um, work for the appellate court service um, for the state, so I technically do still have to work. I work two days a week, though, and that started the 17th. So, technically, we would be on... Um, day seven, eight, nine, ten. Day ten. Mm. How about you, Bennett? Um, mine started this last weekend on Saturday. It's been a week for you already. Wow. Yeah. So basically, a week tomorrow. Oh yeah, because of the order, right? You guys. Mm-hmm. That was because of that, and we were laid off later on because of that too. Well, I don't know if it was just because of that, but whatever. Uh, Yeah, I'm part of those 3.3 million and rising. Um, That's another thing I wanted to talk about is just the sheer number of people that are um, that are filing for unemployment. That record number of 3.3 million. That's what we found out the other day. And all these states are reporting tens of thousands of people going um, and registering for unemployment, filing for unemployment insurance in their states. Um, And I know a lot of states are worried about their capabilities and being able to handle such a big amount. And we're expecting way more millions to come by summertime um, to, to be unemployed by this. So let's see how or how what the government does to ease the strain on Americans during this time. I think it's going to be really interesting to to watch how they do that, especially after they just keep giving Wall Street and the biggest banks more money. Let's see how they react to us when we need it uh, during these next few months. If we can do it effectively, we should definitely try to fixate really hard in this coronavirus get the shit over with and then get back to business and fixing everything but we should I think focus as an entire nation shut everything down and do it like China did and look at how they are now like they're the ones who started it and yet their, their numbers have been dwindling for like the last like couple of weeks or so, right? Yeah, actually, when you and now they're number three. Yeah, when you actually look at the numbers, it says that China has the th- third top most cases at eighty one thousand three hundred and ninety four. However, and we should actually post this website on our um, Facebook page, but because uh, mm-hmm. it's live. Um, but then when you scroll over to the total number of cases per one million population. 
they actually have only 57 cases per 1 million people in their country. We have 315 cases per 1 million. And um, who is Italy, who's the number two, they have 14,031 cases per 1 million. So just 1,400. 1,400. Did I say 1,000? Yeah, <laughs> My yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, 1,400. Yeah, <laughs> Um, but when you compare us in Italy with um, China, I mean, we're all of, of three figures or above. And China is at 57. They have less than 100. Um, so clearly they're doing something right. Absolutely. I mean, they are a communist country. And I've seen, like, I have personally seen videos of, like, the Chinese police, like, literally going into these people's houses and, like, ripping them out of their houses and shit. And, like, putting them in quarantine somewhere else so like i wow. i know I, I don't want that to happen here yeah but i'm sure that played a like a role in how effectively they did as a country because like they can literally do whatever they want wow to their that's like crazy that's- yeah that's true <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, we have more freedom here, but we shouldn't take advantage of it because, I mean, That's very what true. is that really doing? It's just mm-hmm. hurting us more, you know? Um, but we're seeing a lot of, I don't know if you've seen it in the news, like yourself or like um, on social media or whatnot, but there is a lot of people that have not been taking this seriously, especially like with spring break that recently happened. Um, there was a lot of kids that went down to like Florida and Texas and like all these places they usually go to and they went to party on these like uh, all of these like same scenes like Miami like same thing mm-hmm. as always right but it, the only thing is that like it's not business as usual right now we have a fucking national or global pandemic going on with a virus that has never been seen before it's a novel virus so it's extremely contagious and we have all these thousands of people congregating and like interacting with each other and like it's just like a cesspool like I mean that's so irresponsible in this kind of time and that's why we see um, I, I really wish more governors and stuff would close down the beaches close down all those like places that they see that these people are going to you know yeah, did you actually get that emergency alert on your telephone yesterday, your cell phone? I did not. So, um, Lori Lightfoot, oh, dumb, because you're not in Chicago. But Lori Lightfoot um, sent out, it was like, you know, one of the, when you get like um, an emergency weather thing or an Amber Alert and yes. your phone freaks out? Um, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what my phone did. And okay. um, she put out a. Um, emergency alert that you can no longer be on the lakeshore or from lakeshore drive into the lake whether it's on the sidewalk portion or on the beach they don't want you there and the reason why they did that is because apparently the other day when it was really really warm people were outside at the lake just um congregating in massive groups you know just hanging out playing volleyball um and cops were actually walking up to people on the beach and like telling them they needed to leave because this whole social distancing thing and I literally the next day Lori or two days later Lori Lightfoot puts out this emergency alert like hey guys what are you doing (laughs) yeah I think I read something about that um yeah there were pictures in the news 
That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's super irresponsible for those people to do that, especially at a time like this, you know, like where we have to be team players and we have to think about one another, something we don't really do on a consistent basis, at least. Um, Americans tend to be way more individualistic, but it's really interesting how, like, for instance, how the USA, for like, just for an example, or which is a fact, of course, is individualistic as a society mm-hmm. compared to like another place like China that is more, um, uh, more like connected, interconnected with like people. Um, they're just more social than uh, we are here and interdependent on each other so even though they're like they're like that and we're more individualistic we are seeing higher much higher cases and much more severe numbers than uh, the Chinese people have uh, suffered so it's kind of interesting to, to look at it from that perspective yeah well. well and when you when you when you look at um states like new york who have almost you know over forty-five thousand cases um i mean that is a, a striking number i mean that is in that startles me i mean that makes me that's scared. like if you're if that's an that's, that, that's an accurate number then that's literally like close to half of the cases in the United States, the the whole United States. Yeah, because if like you... the total cases is one hundred four. Exactly. One point six. If you actually click on United States from that um, website, just click on USA. It takes you to the United States statistics. You can click on any country and it'll give oh, you I their see. statistics. And New York is number one with forty six thousand two hundred and sixty two cases. That's fucking wild. Yeah. 606 deaths just out of New York. Yeah. I mean, that numbers like that honestly scare the crap out of me because we live in a big city. Um, and you don't live too far from a big city. Um, and that's where, honestly, I think it's going to, to, to really hurt is are in these areas where it's not only very heavily populated, but we are so on top of each other. Um, and when you go to the grocery store, the chances are of thousands of people having been in that exact store that day or within that week is, are, is very high compared to rural areas or even just suburban areas. Um, so I don't know. I think it's, New York's number is... That's what all these other states are going to start looking like. I'm, I'm very, I'm somewhat confident of that. <laughs> and it's you know, scary. like looking at these numbers, they kind of piss me off because, like, it makes me think about like how much we need a leader right now, and how much Trump is really not fulfilling that role no. entirely. You know. Like, he's not doing what he said he was going to do. He's not the best problem solver, like, that he claims to be. Obviously, he's he's doing a bad job if we're number one in the world for coronavirus cases. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this guy on? And he, he was even talking up until, like, today about... Uh, only today that he started changing his rhetoric about opening up the country... 
by Easter. Like that's mm-hmm. fucking stupid. Well, and when you uh, have um, when you have him making this so partisan, still, it's just wild. How can you do that when we are in a global pandemic? I mean, he makes comments about governor um, governors from Washington and Michigan. And the, I'm looking at this list here. Uh, they're number four and five of the top four and five states with the most cases. And he wants to say that their choice of words um, show a lack of appreciation to what his administration is doing. And therefore, they might want to watch what they say because they might not receive a callback from him when they call him in times of need. I mean, yeah. what? that's scary to hear from the, somebody who is supposed to be leading us into, out of, I guess, this pandemic. It doesn't give me much confidence. He's seeing it as partisan for some reason after passing this bill. He didn't even uh, invite a single Democrat. I think you yeah. mentioned, I only read about Nancy Pelosi, but uh, a single Democrat to the signing of the stimulus bill, like as if this was some GOP, giant GOP win, which it kind of was, but it was on a bipartisan basis and it did pass under Nancy Pelosi's house. You know, so like, yes. what the fuck? Like, how how is this not being seen as like, they're not treating it as like, we're, we're one, we need to work together. Like, that's what leaders do, you know? Leaders unite people under a common goal, under a common mission. And but they make... This president is not doing that, you know? And I, it's interesting, like, because like, like, take those, take New York State, for example. They asked him, the governor, Andrew Cuomo, asked the president for uh, how many, 30,000 ventilators? Yeah. And he, eh. Trump was like, I don't think they need that many. Exactly. I that many. Are you fucking kidding me? When they have pretty much half of the cases in the whole country, 46, over 46,000 cases. Are you fucking kidding he me? He friggin' sent the Navy hospital ship to port and New York's in New York's docks, you don't think that they need attention, but you sent the freaking Navy there? Okay. I mean, his logic is just completely insane, and it really shows that his mind is on the money still. His mind is not on saving American lives. It's really sad. It's really... It, it's sad, and it, it angers me that more people don't see it. Um, but what I think is also interesting is that uh, now that I mentioned New York State as well and, and Governor Cuomo specifically, I feel like people are kind of watching his updates in New York State, kind of like how they watch Donald Trump's press, press briefings. Um, I think he's kind of becoming like the de facto leader <laughs> of the Democratic Party or at least of the nation. I, I know plenty of Republicans that are praising Andrew Cuomo right now in New York State because of how he is reacting to this and they really like how uh, he is um, like I said reacting to the situation and doing the best he can to help New Yorkers at like such a critical time but uh, the point is that like Donald Trump is not being that leader so something needs to happen there needs to be some uniform movement and I think what the president needs to do is just shut everything down. Like, 
quarantine everybody i feel yeah, like there's, i agree there's too much like i've been hearing um a lot of in, in the news about a lot of counties having different uh policies when it comes to coronavirus like and there's like a lot of questions in the air a lot of uh frustration and stress and there just needs to be a single movement a single entity like doing things when it comes to the coronavirus and like how we're going to tackle this it needs to be more organized um and i think the president that's the president's role in this case and i think he needs to be the one to quarantine and lead the nation into like good health uh or whatever just like the president of china did with his people yeah you know well so we we, we need a leader yeah and I, and exactly what you said i think is what needs to happen because we cannot clearly do and we don't want what happened in china to happen here where they're going into people's homes and you know taking their temperature saying oh you have a fever oh you have a cough oh you're sick we're taking you um but what what we can do in this democratic society is make the decision to stay home. The president can tell people, "Hey, you need to stay home." The governor can close these state agencies and say, "Hey, you know what? I know that there's a lot of stuff going on. I know that there are certain workers that need to be essential, but maybe not everybody is needs to be considered essential. Maybe they need to have more people staying home." I mean, around here Starbucks is considered essential. I mean, come on. Liquor stores are considered essential. Um this these are people who need to be staying home. I also think grocery stores should be doing curbside service. We should not be going into grocery stores anymore. Um there's just a lot of precautions and measures that I think Trump could be doing that he's not doing uh that's really going to come to bite us in the ass later. Mhm. I think you're exactly right about that. Um and I I mean I really wish what you said about the grocery the stores things was true because I get so much anxiety when I go to a fucking shop um for groceries and stuff. I I just don't like the experience anymore, especially with this coronavirus shit. I mean, these are troubling times, but of course we will keep our audience updated, but I think this is a great place to wrap up. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of this podcast your word of mouth is our oxygen so please give us a five star rating on um apple podcast if you're listening on there yes. and tell your friends tell your mom tell your dog tell your cats <laughs> uh tell everybody about uh, your new progressive podcast that you're listening to with your homies Bennett and Ashley who update you on the latest and greatest in the news um which we are happy to do of course follow us also on Facebook at the Oligarchy Disruptor you can follow us on Twitter at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at Ash the Disruptor Absolutely. And also guys, please do not forget to vote. I know with all this coronavirus shit, it's very easy to forget what's going on right now, but um or what I mean is like the election and stuff that's also going on simultaneously in the background. But over half the nation has not cast their vote yet. So it is very important that you vote in the primaries up until the general election which we will go to face Donald Trump. 
so I'll leave it to the queen of voting to give you her spiel about <laughs> that. So I'll go ahead, Ash. All right, everybody. Yes, don't forget to vote. Um, if you do not know where your polling place is, perfect website. It's called yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And it's very simple. Just type in your address, press OK, and your polling place will show up um, in the times that they're open. Again, that's yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And then, um, oh yeah, any questions you have about voting. So what your registration status is, um, if you can same day register to vote. I think a lot of states, um, actually I'm not going to say that because I'm not totally sure about how um, states are. I know in Illinois they stopped voter registration online quite a few weeks before the actual um, election. But a lot of states have same day registration. Um, if you aren't really sure what else is going to be on your ballot, there's also a little section for you to see what's on your ballot. And this website is called rockthevote.org. Super awesome. And there's lots of questions. Uh, that's rockthevote.org. Don't forget to vote, guys. All right, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So we will leave it there. Thank you once again, and we will see you next time.